Welcome to the Flourish Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode as we learn, grow, and flourish together as a community of women. Hi, this is Penny. Thank you for joining me today for our podcast. On our last and our final podcast about relating to adult children, I shared with everybody that I wanted to have a discussion with my daughters and or daughter-in-laws about these type of relationships. So I am thrilled to have my daughter, Natalie, and my two daughter-in-laws, Allie and Jenna, with us today. So I'm just going to throw out some questions to them and let them share with you their thoughts in hopes that they can help encourage you as you're walking this life with your kids and really trying to be the best friend and best parent to adult kids that you can be. So I'm just going to ask the question, and whoever wants to go first can go first. So just off the bat, maybe share some elements that contribute to a mother or a mother-in-law or a parent having a strong relationship with their kids. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay, Um, So I feel like healthy boundaries are always a big thing, and what that looks like can be different compared to whether your child is married or has kids or is single. I know those look different for different people, but um, in my circumstance, I feel like healthy boundaries with us have always been like you respecting me as the mom of my kids and not necessarily like taking the lead and parenting the grandchildren and stuff like that, (laughs) which I always feel like you've been really good at. You always kind of have known when to take a step back and wait for us to ask you for advice on things. So I think that's really important. Anybody else want to chime in there? We'll have to call on you, Nat. <laughs> uh, Nat. I mean, I think obviously showing interest in their lives, being up to date on what's going on with them, showing interest in their kids and their spouse, um, being supportive of the decisions that they make, all those things. I think something it's Jenna that sticks out to me is, and this is directly related to Penny, but her unconditional love. So it creates a really, um, it creates an opportunity to be able to talk to her about anything, um, because she does have so much unconditional love, no matter, you know, what, what you've done or any mistakes you've made. Um, she's, she's always going to be there with open arms. So that really creates an environment, an inviting, um, atmosphere when you know that no matter what is going on in your life and and whatever you share with her, um, it's going to stay between you two. And also, um, she's not going to be judgmental. She's just going to be um, encouraging. Thank you, guys. Okay, now on the other side of the coin, and you can feel free to use me as an example for this as well. <laughs> <laughs> what are things that might come between a parent and an adult child? Like whether it's your child or your daughter-in-law, or your son-in-law or whatever. What kind of things could perhaps be an issue that could really like cause the relationship to be rocky and the the adult person, the child to be frustrated and kind of maybe even step back from that parent. What kind of things maybe that you've seen, you've experienced or whatever could create a problem? I think it would be when you feel like your parent kind of Ali mentioned this is taking more of a parental role with your children or overstepping their boundaries with your children or even your spouse maybe giving unwarranted opinions about your marriage or about the way that you handle things um 
if you're single, the moral choices that you're making. Um, I think if you don't ask a parent to be involved in certain areas of their life, but they offer their opinions or advice without you bringing that to them first. And they just kind of unsolicited share what they think, what they feel of the decisions and the choices that you're making. And sometimes even maybe jump in in the middle while you're just yes. a, a child and just yeah. like add their two cents or maybe kind of talk over you even and um, correct the child while you're correcting the child. Who else? Something that's, I feel like, a stereotype with mothers-in-law is that when you marry their son, they <laughs> continue to care more about their relationship with their son as opposed to supporting the marriage in general. And I feel like it's really important that when your child gets married that you really do everything you can to support the marriage before you support or encourage your relationship with them. That's good. So in other words, treat that daughter-in-law or son-in-law just like they're part of the family and that they matter just as much. And uh, your whole objective is that that marriage would succeed, not necessarily that you would be buddy-buddy with that child of yours. Jen? Yeah, I think um, judgment is, or disapproval, um, those can definitely affect your relationship negatively. Um, You obviously come into a role where you're going to be an encourager and a cheerleader, not necessarily, you know, judging uh, what you're doing. So um, I think that can definitely cause some issues when there's just that feeling of disapproval. Can you think of anything practical like it that maybe maybe even I've done or whatever, you know, where you, you've felt that at times or like it's just very hard to cope with because a parent has seemingly looked at you in a negative way and you've been that's been obvious or you've seen it and somebody else doesn't have to be you per se, but Mm -hmm. observe that at all. I don't know if I know anybody personally. Yeah. Because that's, I don't know that people tend to share that with each other (laughs) necessarily, but yeah, I don't know that I've seen it in real life. I know I've seen it in the movies. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Here's the, here's a question. And I think this is important and, and you guys brought this up, you know, in another form. But how can a parent respect their kid's autonomy and boundaries but still have influence in their life? Like, I know some parents, their uh, kids are struggling. Maybe they're not, you know, Christians right now. Maybe their kids are having marriage problems. They're having problems with their kids or whatever. So how can you respect their autonomy but yet still have some type of influence in, in a good way? I think it comes back to what Jenna said about being like a cheerleader or a coach. So you're coming alongside them and whatever their vision or their goal is for their children and their family and their life. And you're supporting that dream and you're cheering them on and you're still a part of it and you're supporting it. Um, but you're coming beside them and supporting them in what they think the direction for their life is. Well, say a parent feels like they see something, mm-hmm. you know, with one of the grandkids or something like that. And they feel like, oh, yeah. my gosh, I, I really need to help them with this. What's the best way they can do that? I think ask questions is one of the biggest things. Don't come in accusing or making statements or opinions i think you always a good place to start is by asking questions that's good yeah who else has an answer on that one that's that's an important one because i know there's a lot of parents out there that feel like oh my goodness i need to influence my kids you know they're they're going through a hard time they're making bad choices you know maybe a very 
very concerning choices. So what do I do as a parent? You know, what do I do? How do I respect them? I guess I was partly thinking if you're in a close relationship with them and supporting them, then they're going to feel more likely to let you speak into their life and to let you have influence. If they feel accepted by you and supported by you and that you're there beside them, that they're going to give you much more room to have influence and to speak into the situations. Right. Yeah, I think it's a, a lot less what you say and who you are. Mm. Um, so if you're that constant in their life, and you're always encouraging them and supporting them, they'll be much more open to be able to, so you can actually have influence. Right, 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 right. I think Natalie touched on this before, is just letting them know that you're always there for them, for them to come to you, not necessarily always, like, giving them their opinions as they come, just, like, as long as they know that you're always there and that you're not going to be judgmental in those situations. That's good. Well, one of the, like, I did a little acronym in this, and one of the letters for the acronym was um, E for embracing. And so, like, I, I feel like sometimes parents don't know, like, practically, what does that look like? What does it mean when a parent gives off or exudes this embracing heart toward their kids or their in-laws or whatever? So so what does that look like to you guys? How In practical ways, what does that look like? To I be, think have that it? is making time for somebody. Um you know, personally, my love language is uh, quality time. So if you spend any time with me, you know that about me. So just seeking out that relationship and, hey, let's go grab a coffee, which you do. Mm-hmm. Um, as many kids and grandkids as you have, you're very intentional about spending time with with all of us. So I don't know how you do it, <laughs> but um, it definitely makes you feel valued whenever when someone makes time for you and is intentional about making a plan. I mean, I obviously minister alongside my husband in a lot of different ways, but there's nothing more important to me other than my marriage than being with my kids and my grandkids and influencing them and and being a cheerleader for them and being a friend to them. So... You guys want to weigh in on the embracing thing, what that practical way is for you? Yeah, I mean, what Jenna said is also true for me. Quality time, feeling like you're a priority to that person. Um, I also feel very embraced when you remember things that we talk about and you check in on me regarding those things and you make those things important to you. Um, You tell me you're praying about them or you send me a card. Um, You let me know you're kind of just, those things are on your radar and you care and you're present with me in those things. I feel like for me, it's that I don't feel like I need to put on this front of having everything put together and being able to <clears throat> being able to show like my imperfections and my struggles to you and you completely embracing those and being there for me, whether I want advice or just like an ear to listen to. Mm-hmm. You always love and accept me, whether I'm struggling as a wife, as a mom, or even just as a friend in general. Well, here's a good question that just came to mind. At the last women's conference we had, Um, I think it was Natalie Paladin who shared that a lot of moms don't feel like their kids need them anymore when once the kids have grown up. They feel like, well, I'm kind of obsolete. They they have their own life. They don't really need me anymore. What are your thoughts about that? Do Do you need your parents? Do you need those people in your life? Um, I'm probably one of the exceptions because you're my mom and you're so (laughs) wonderful. But, I mean, you're my go-to person. Other than my husband, you and then dad probably are my go-to people. So I absolutely need you. But I think that's because you've paved the way for us to have that relationship. 
-hmm. So, I mean, you set the foundation for that. The way our relationship has been for years is that I have trust and confidence in you and the advice that you're going to give me. And like we've all said that no matter what I tell you about me or the things I've done, I am going to feel accepted. I'm going to feel embraced. Um, I'm going to feel safe to tell you those things. And you're going to challenge me, but I know that you're not going to think differently of me. So it's important for parents out there to know your kids still need you, even if they're grown, even if they're 30. I have a daughter that's 40. Your kids still need you. Thoughts? Yeah, I think that's that's so true what Natalie said. It really depends on the relationship that you have with that child because, you know, especially us you know, the three of us that you're talking to, we're in busy stages of lives. Like yeah. we're in the trenches, right? We're, we're, we have kids or we're sometimes, sometimes juggling jobs and, you know, staying at home with the kids. There's just a lot going on. So if that relationship causes more stress, you're probably not going to gravitate towards that person. Mm. If that person is a safe person, um, someone that you can find refuge in and someone who can encourage you and build you up. I mean, that's what we need the most in this stage of life. So I would say probably peel back the layers and look at, okay, so my kid doesn't need me. Is there something that I'm doing mm. that is inhibiting this relationship from growing or why they don't need me? You know, am I causing stress or, um, do I show disapproval of them or am I accepting and embracing and actually building them up and, and adding to their lives, essentially. That's, That's good. That's a really good point. <laughs> yeah. I never even thought of that. Yeah. What was the question you said, Natalie? I was just going to say, like, for those people who don't feel like their kids need them, I was going to ask, like, Allie and Jenna, um, if there's something those parents can do. Maybe if you don't have the same established relationship that my mom and I have, but is there still choices they can make and things they can do that would make you feel like you can trust them and rely on them more and want them around more, whatever. Or e- like, even if they're like, okay, well, I've been at this for a while and, and I'm not feeling what you guys are talking about. Then this isn't quite the way things are with us. What can they do at this point, perhaps to turn that around? Um, I would say, I don't know if this is necessarily what people would want to hear, but just give it time, give it a little bit of space because I know some people that maybe didn't have a super close relationship with their mom or dad growing up, that when they become an adult and don't need to be with them anymore, they kind of like really want to search for what they want to be like as an adult, what they want their life to look like. And then once they start to establish themselves on their own, they kind of come back and realize like, oh, my mom could actually be like a really good resource for me or a really good, you know, encourager in my life even if they didn't realize that at the time so I would say just give it a little bit of time because I felt that way for a little while I felt like once I got out on my own I was like bye mom and dad like I don't I don't want you in my life regularly not because of anything they did wrong Mm -hmm. but just because I wanted to figure my own life out without any external input really Mm -hmm. and then as I got a little bit older especially as I got married and started to have kids, I realized like I really want that mm-hmm. encouragement and unconditional love in my life. And so I came back around to that. Well, what if they've actually done things as parents that they regret perhaps, and maybe they've been too overbearing, maybe they've been harsh, maybe they've not been warm. Mm-hmm. Um, can they make it up? One thing I've talked about through this series is number one, 
extending forgiveness and really forgiving every single issue you have with your kids. And then the, another thing is like pursuing them and really going mm-hmm. after yeah. that relationship, not just assuming whatever it'll be, it'll be, hopefully it'll work out. You know, yeah, we don't get along great, but oh, well, that's just the way it is. What can they do if, if you know, again, even if they've done wrong things, can mm-hmm. they can they fix it? Yeah, absolutely. I think this number one step to that would be, well, first of all, you have to identify, you know, the behaviors that you have. Um, but then taking ownership of them, humbling yourself, you know, right. even as a parent to my eight and 10 year old boy, something that's been really important is me making sure that I humble myself and ask for forgiveness whenever I mess up because it happens all the time. Um, but you build equity um, when you're humble. And so I would say if you're a parent and you've done something to um, negatively impact your relationship with your kids, just to have that conversation, humble yourself and say, this is where I messed up. But moving forward, I really want to build this relationship with you. Um, and I really want to be a, a part of your life. So I think that would be the first step, just humbling yourself and having that honest and open conversation. Hopefully that opens the door. That's good. Anything to add? I mean, uh, you three all in this room know that that I've had to do that more than one time where I have, you know, either just overstepped my boundaries, gotten angry, said things I shouldn't have said at times. And I have tried to make very purposeful effort to seek that young person out and say, you know what, I blew it. You know, I shouldn't have done this. This was wrong. Um, your relationship means so much to me. I We have to fix it. You know, there's there's no other option but to get it right. Um, let's see if I'm forgetting anything here. What type of affirmation, I mean, we talked a little bit about this, but what from a mom or a parent helps you know you're valuable and loved? Um, I was thinking of one thing for this. I think as moms, because we're all moms here, we understand and know our children, I would say more than anyone. We just have an insight to who they really are, um, the good and the bad. And I think as moms, I know me, I'm always wanting my children to grow. So sometimes maybe I focus on the negative things. I see their struggles and not because I think negatively of them, but because I want them to grow. Um, but I think as moms, it's really important. I, my mom is really good at this. And it really makes me feel affirmed um, is when she reminds me or brings up the things that she sees in me like the good things, maybe I'm not walking in those things right now, but she says like, I see who you really are. I've known you since the time you were born. I've known the qualities that God put in you. Um, and she just reminds me of those things and bring those things back to me. So I think as moms, we can be the best encourager to our kids' lives. I think sometimes we are correcting behavior a lot, but which is okay in seasons, but I think it's important to speak the positive things over our children, even adult children. That's good. I know like, one of the things I did when my kids were growing up even is I wrote them letters a, a lot. Uh, I was just with my one daughter the other day and we were going through all her stuff because she was moving and she got out all her cards from when she was growing up and she probably read at least 30 out loud from me. And her name is Annie Ray and I always called her a ray of sunshine and probably in 20 or 25 of those letters I reminded her of her personality that that she's a, a ray of light. She's a sunshine to people. She affects people's lives in that way. Um, Daniel, I always told him that he was like Daniel in the Bible, a man of an excellent spirit. 
And um, I wrote that to him in cards. I told him that a lot. I still tell him that, you know. Natalie was easy. She has so such wonderful qualities and has been the most loyal, devoted friend anyone could ever ask for. And so I do remind her of that a lot because that's that's really who she is. And um, any thoughts on that, guys? Yeah, I mean, I think the most important thing you can do is believe the best about that person always, no matter if they've had the worst day of their lives or the best, um, to always make sure that you're looking at the good um, because there's going to be much more good than, than bad. So, Allie? Nothing really to add. Okay, so in closing, if you could briefly give advice to any parent listening that is wanting to strengthen their relationship, like some parting advice with their adult children, what would you want to leave them with as a kind of a parting statement or a thought? I was thinking about something practical that you could do. Um, and I thought of the fact that when we get to be an adult, we want our relationship with our parents to change a little bit. And we want to start being looked at as more of an equal um, and a friend rather than a you know parent-child, mentor-mentee relationship. And if you can find things to look for in your kids' lives that you can ask for their advice on mm-hmm. to let them know that you respect them as an adult and a friend, mm-hmm. um, that kind of makes them feel like you really respect, you know, their choices, their attitudes, their hearts on things. And um, I think that would kind of help morph that relationship as they get older. That's good. That's good. No. Um, I would just reiterate a lot of what Jenna said about evaluating the choices that you've made and really maybe taking a little bit of time to think about your relationship with your kids and evaluate where you are and maybe consider some of the things that you've said or done and be willing to humble yourself. That's difficult as a parent, but I think it's really important. Um, You could try to build your relationship and just sweep things under the rug, but that's probably not going to last very long. I think it would probably in some situations take a really vulnerable conversation where you are willing to listen And I know I've seen it with my parents. Sometimes the offenses that we bring to them are not really legitimate or completely accurate. But sometimes you have to be willing to just listen a little bit and at least be open to how they're feeling or how maybe something felt to them, whether that was your intention or not. Um, So I would say just go into it open-minded and vulnerable and humble and ready to listen. That's very important. It really Mm -hmm. is. Because I know there were times when my kids had certain issues and I'm thinking to myself, what? Like, are you serious? Like, you're really bothered by that? You know, and I'm trying, I'm thinking I'm doing my best to have a good intention toward them or whatever. But sometimes, like Natalie said, you just have to slow yourself down and say, this doesn't seem fair, but I'm actually going to just zip my lip and I'm going to listen. And I'm going to try to hear what they're saying and I'm going to try to even make adjustments. I remember one time my one daughter had some frustrating things going on in her heart And initially, I was a little bit combative with her and saying, that's not fair. That's not reasonable. What do you what do you mean? And after a little while, I just said, could we could we get together? And I I brought a little notebook and I said, just share everything is on your heart. And I just wrote it all down and everything she said. I said, I will work on that. I will make an adjustment, even though nothing of it required me to compromise in any way. But it did require me to just maybe be a little more astute or pursuing or or thoughtful or whatever the case may be. So Jenna, you want to close us up with your thought? Yeah, no pressure. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'll just tag off of what you said about pursuing. I think that's really important. Um, You know, pursue your kids, 
whether you have a great relationship or not, um, you know, that really builds equity. I know with me, whenever someone seeks me out and, and is intentional with trying to make, uh, make time for me or, um, my kids too, that builds a lot of equity. So I think just pursuing and, and even if the first step has to be humbling first to get to that point, um, you know, do that first, peel back the layers, what's going on here. Um, and then, and then go into pursuing and pursue a friendship. Like Ali was saying, um, where you can do things together and enjoy each, each other's company and, and enjoy their kids too. That's good. I just want to encourage you all that no matter what your situation is with your kids that are adults, go after it. You know, find a way to, to meet them and to see if you can bring restoration and repair to that relationship. It's worth it. Our relationships with our kids are not expendable. They, they mean the world, and they're, they're so, so valuable. And God didn't make you a parent by accident. He knew what he was doing. He gave you the kids he gave you for a reason. And he, he will give you the wisdom. Uh, one of my daughters and I were just talking this morning about the importance of really just crying out to God when we are clueless as to know what to do. And I cannot even begin to tell you how many times God has miraculously come through in my life with wisdom and help and strategies and favor and encouragement and breakthroughs. So go after it. Don't don't ever become lax and just kind of write it off. Don't ever put that little su- a check mark that says you're superfluous to, m- to my life next to their name. Just pursue them with your whole heart. Pursue God to know what to do. And I just believe that God will meet you there and, and he'll make a way and, he'll, and you'll have breakthroughs. So thank you, girls. These are three of the most special, important, wonderful people in my life. And it was so great to have them on. And I love you guys. And I love you all too. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Flourish Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. For more information about Flourish, our annual conference, or to join our community of women, visit nrpflourish.com. See you next time.